Welcome to the Race to the Bottom podcast. I'm your host, Ed Cohen. Today we're going to be joined by Tim Nielsen from Driving and Crying, and we will preview their show at the Turf Club Thursday, December 14th. We will also preview tomorrow's show in which we have an exciting guest, so stay with us, stay tuned, stay interested. I'm Joe Friedberg. I'm a lawyer. I've handled a lot of DUI cases. I know a lot of people that have lost their license and can't drive because of it. There's a state-approved way to get back on the road. Go to smartstartmn.com and get a device for your car that allows you to drive. The state has to let you drive. Do not go with imitators. Learn more at smartstartmn.com. That's smartstartmn.com. What should be a B.I. spoke And good times for the undeserved And bad times for the ones who work The same poor man, rich man, blind man, dead man And we are back. We are joined by Tim Nielsen of Driving and Crying. Uh, Tim, thanks for joining us today. Hello. How are you doing today? How's it today? going in Minnesota? Uh, it is uh, cold and snowy today. Nice. Yeah, we're there and check it out right now you guys are uh, currently on tour and uh you'll be at the turf club on thursday the 14th a couple days from now that's right yeah. looking looking forward to seeing the show i have not seen you guys in many many years um oh wow but you were uh and driving and crying was sort of instrumental in uh meeting a couple of uh my longest held friends. Uh, our first week in college, good friend of ours had Scarred But Smarter, and we all sat around listening to it, and to this day we still listen to it, and we're the uh, closest of friends still. That's a great story. So it's a uh, good college. Uh, Colorado College. Nice. Uh, good Very friend cool. of ours was from Houston and had uh, some college radio play down in Houston right about that time, and this was shortly after Scarred But Smarter was released, I think. All right. Well, cool, man. Got uh, got some traction outside of the southeast. That's right. Yeah, and it's uh, you know, obviously a great album. It's still, I just listened to it to it today, and uh, I really think it holds up thirty some years later. Yes. Like a lot of like a lot of your music. I mean, it's all it's uh, it's a little timeless. Yeah, it is. It's cool to go back and listen to it. And said, eh, I guess we were onto something. This is good. <laughs> now, I was just uh, flipping through some materials looking into this, and I ran across a story that said that you were born in Minneapolis. Is that accurate? That's right. All right. Yeah, I have a lot of family up there. I have a whole bunch of cousins coming out to the show. So. Good. Uh, yeah. And then you, uh, you moved to Milwaukee at some point, right? No, Kevin Kinney's from Milwaukee. Oh, Kevin um, is. Okay. I, I moved around the country, uh, you know, left Minneapolis in the 70s, moved around, and wound up in Atlanta. And I met Kevin down in Atlanta, down in, uh, I guess it was in 1985. Okay. All right, yeah. so what was Atlanta, Athens, what was that like in the early 80s? It was really a hotbed. It was a scene a lot like Minneapolis, kind of, wasn't it? It was a lot like Minneapolis. And the, the, the funny thing is, is that when I, when I graduated from high school, I, I went to Minneapolis, and I was working... Um, in a warehouse there driving a forklift 
And um, I met a lot of really great people um, going to shows at First Avenue and Goofy's Upper Deck and um, seen a couple other places we went to. But, uh, or Fork Jokopus Record Store. And, sure. Um, you know, all that North Minneapolis crowd. And, um, you know, so then when I went back, back to Georgia, um, back, you know, I went, went to college down there and, um, got my, my band back together from high school. And then, then we became kind of a, kind of a success. And then, uh, you know, that, that kind of led into me, meeting Kevin Kinney, who just happened to move to Atlanta. And, um, we got together and, um, decided to start driving and crying. So. Okay. Yeah. And cool. and you guys, as the story goes, became popular really quick down there, right? Yeah, we kind of uh, latched on to the momentum that the Night Porters, which was my band, already had. Um, and uh, so we quickly got some attention from a lot of the local uh, fanzine writers and stuff. Um, and we also had one of our the first side side man we had um, in the band, with guitar player and mandolin player, was a guy named Frank French, who had was somehow connected to the 1910 Fruit Gum Company, um, some some version of that band. And so all of the uh, all the you know fanzine writers for the Creative Loafing thought that that was so cool that we were like playing in a bubblegum. We had a bubblegum guy, okay, you know, in the band. So it just kind of like made everybody look our way, but then. We started, by the time we did, like, three shows, we were already selling out on a weekend. Um, so, yeah, we just, we had, we had, we had a couple little, little gimmicks to get people's attention, and then we played live, and people was like, wow, this is, this is a real deal, so. And that first album, I mean, Scarred But Smarter's got a real, kind of a live feel to it. That's pretty much live, I mean. We were all still working our day job and going to the studio at night and just like crank it out, you know. Didn't, didn't have a lot of time to overdub everything, you know. Right. And then you guys had so, some, you know, some pretty good success right out of the gate. I mean, those first four albums were fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, man. We made some good records. A lot of good songs. I was lucky enough to see you guys, and this is sort of dovetails back into the Minneapolis uh, scene. I saw you in 1991 at the 7th Street entry. Uh, Do you remember anything about that show in particular? Did Bob Stinson jam with us? He did. He did. Oh, my God. You know what? I remember that because, I remember that because, well, Steve Miller came to soundcheck because he was, Steve Miller band guy. He was yep. he was rehearsing across the road. He came to sound check and he was a fan of the song Fly Me Courageous. And then and Grant Hart was was around too and we're hanging out with it. And then Bob Stinson somehow got up on stage with us and after the show he's like backstage drinking our Jack Daniels and and, and so he's like, So what's the name of y'all guys outfit? <laughs> he had no idea who we were. He just was up on stage with us. We knew who he was. But, um, well, as I remember it, you guys announced him as a special guest, and he came through the curtain, chugging a bottle of Jack Daniels, and walked right through the drum kit. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Sounds right. And it was right about the time <laughs> that uh, Fly Me Courageous came out, and so the entry was just packed. It was as full as I'd ever seen it. 
Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was cool to put us in the small room because I'd rather play a packed small room than a half full big room. You know. Well, I do think you played the the big room shortly after that, then to a mostly full yeah, house. We, yeah, we did. We did well there. Yeah, we we did play the the big First Avenue stage. I was at. Uh, I was lucky enough to beat both those shows. Very yeah, cool. but the Bob Stinson one sticks in my memory because it was as bizarre a thing as I'd ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, wow. you know, what a trip. Right. And that's, you know, that's 26 years ago. You guys have been touring for 30 plus years. What's uh what's it like still? Um it's, you know, it, it's it's pretty cool, you know. I mean, we we all have like our our normal lives and our families and stuff, but we go out on the road and we get to you know, get get the get the get the guys club back together and we hang out and we have a good time and drive around in a van and go to truck stops <laughs> eat, eat lunch and eat biscuits and coffee and just like you know it's a pretty cool thing to be able to do um, you know this stage in our careers to be able to get out and make music and have people respond to that music and have people like you know very excited to see us you know it's, it's a long ways for us to drive all the way to Minnesota but people are, are happy to see us you know it's worth it we have to do it know like once a year right right and do you feel like we're having fun yeah that's great uh because it's it's never work if it's fun yeah uh do you feel like there's kind of a resurgence in in interest in your music you know you've got uh that that's what people tell me i mean you know we're working really hard right now um as far as just like doing we're doing the press we're we're hitting the road we're we're out there playing um we're re-releasing old records we're working on new records we're jamming with up-and-coming cool americana artists you know we've always got some sort of relevancy going on um within us so you know it's it's funny you say that because like lately I, i run into people that i haven't seen in a while and they say stuff like that like guys are like really uh busy these days it's like a resurgence i'm like cool i guess it's sort of working so um you know we we stay on top of social media we try to keep keep uh interesting stuff out there like every every week right um so people can you know can chat about us whatever well some of it is you know you 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 did some work for the, the uh is it tnt archer the television show yeah, Kevin did the Archer soundtrack what three years ago or so, yep. and um, that was pretty pretty cool. And but I think the one that's talk- really interesting is you know Darius Rucker covering Straight to Hell with some rather big names. Yeah, you know that's that was kind of like a, a cool thing to happen. Uh, I don't know, I, I, none of us have really noticed any direct um, kind of like results of that. Okay, Maybe it's yet to be seen. It's interesting because um, he does actually. I mean, he shout, gives you guys a shout out every time he talks about it. Well, cool. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't know how much his record's getting played or how much is selling, but he's Darius Rucker and he's a huge star and he did, he did our song and and we are so grateful. I mean, we are so humbled that he did it for him. It's and it's a great thing. song. Yeah, yeah, and so hopefully we can get some new fans. Um, 
that'll want to hear our, our other songs. Now, this particular tour, are you touring, kind of supporting anything, or is or do you have something new coming out? We have, um, well, we're, we're going in the studio in January to start a new record, a brand new full-length record. It's going to be produced by Aaron Lee Tastian and recording in Nashville. We're going to make a rock record. Um, but, you know, our latest kind of re-release, I guess, was um, in October, we re-released Mystery Road. Right. And we did a double album and included the the, uh, the demos that Peter Buck produced. So, um, and, and also, you know, before that, we did four EPs in a row. And right. then we, co- we compiled them into a, an album and put that out on vinyl. And, you know, it's just... Um, it, it's to that, that even though that record came out but four or five years ago it's still kind of new to a lot of people so you know we're just we're, we're out there playing the hits we're playing new stuff we're working on brand new stuff and we're re-releasing and celebrating our our classic record mystery road you know so you know that's that's a good enough reason to go on the road i guess absolutely it's uh it's a great reason to uh to get out there and at least for me to be able to see you guys. Uh, are tickets still available for the show? In Minneapolis? Yes. Or, or St. Paul? I, I think so. Yeah, I would, I would think so. I don't know if we're... Maybe we'll sell it out on a Thursday. We did pretty good last time, but it was close to a sellout. But um, I will say that there are definitely tickets still available. Okay. I'll put a, put a link to that in the show notes, and hopefully oh, yeah. we'll get a couple, a couple of tickets sold for you. Well, I really appreciate you coming on with me. Say hello. Come on, introduce yourself. Um, I'll be probably down in the basement with my 35 cousins. (laughs) I'll I'll definitely make sure that I do. Right on. All right, well, good talking to you, man. Great, thanks. I really appreciate it. All right, you have a great day. All right, thanks. Bye. And that is it for today's show. I appreciate you listening. Tune in tomorrow where we will have IBF super middleweight Caleb Truax actually in studio for a roundtable discussion. It should be exciting, and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. She's calling up my name.